So what's up, y'all know what it is. Welcome to Embrace the Process, the Athlete Entrepreneur Podcast. And today, I got a young man with me, man, that I'm so impressed with. I had a chance to hang out with this young man at the CEO conference. So shout out to all the boys. Shout out to the five CEOs. Uh, hosted a great event in the ATL. So uh, we got to connect. I got to learn a lot about him. And I was super impressed, almost jealous at how young this man is and what he's already accomplished and where he's going. So I'm going to let him introduce himself to you. And that way he can give us a little background and we're going to jump right into it. So I appreciate that. So um, I'm the owner of Elevate Now Brands. My name is Demario McCowan. I'm out in Las Vegas, 23-year-old real estate agent. Um, you know, I'm basically like the financial goat. You guys will you see my Instagram and um, I do a lot of things where it's like hashtag leverage the banks because um, my big goal on being a mentor and a coach as I'm creating courses is teaching people how to get assets, credit building, and doing a lot with making spending plans. Mm -hmm. um, some of my accolades, I turned about, I'll say 1500 into 65000 in real estate recently. Um, I do all types of side hustles, creative side hustles, soda flipping with exotic sodas, you know, anything that can really make a buck, I'm always looking to, uh, you know, pursue. So dope, dope, dope. So I want to start like this at, you started young. When did you, when would you say you first really ventured into entrepreneurship? Um, honestly, I, I did it young. Like, you know, the stories of people selling candy. I was, that's one of the stories. I yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I was probably like, my mom would probably say different, but I said I was probably like seven, eight years old. Yep. My grandpa just got out of uh, prison. So he was like, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be around. So I was like, okay. So he's like, let's go in front of, we're going to sell candy. So he yep. brought me to a Smith's and he, we went and got like a 10 pack of candy back, back then you could buy a 10 pack piece of uh, candy for a dollar and then I would sit in front of payday loans now at one point <laughs> when they smart. yeah right like now <laughs> looking back at it that's the best place to be yeah, people just smart. got their money yeah. um so you know that's when I really truly understand uh overhead profit and loss at seven eight years old and people like oh yeah here I'll buy two from you because I'm a kid yeah but I got what I did is I made sure I got the owner's permission so every time he came he would drop me five ten dollars just because mm -hmm. he's like okay I'm yeah, gonna let you do it right good. here Love it, love it. No, that's super dope. So, side note for all the parents out there, if you got a young, uh, your child that has that entrepreneur spirit, cultivate it. Mm -hmm. Don't try to shut it down. If you, see, if you see it and you sense it in them, build it. Do like Grandpa did. Take yeah. them out there. Teach them how to manage their money. Teach them how to communicate. I mean, it's a lot of benefits to it. So, that was just a little side note. So, let me let me get back on track. So, the question I have is, I know you're into coaching right now too, mm -hmm. really helping people. What would you say is the number one issue with mindset? Why aren't more people understanding financial literacy and all that other stuff? What's the what's the what's the problem? This is what I truly believe. Like in our first seven years, right? So my and my grandpa did that in my first seven years mm -hmm. of life. My mom worked a regular job. Like we had money. She she was a, a manager. Um, operations manager at a healthcare facility, facility. So my thing was, he was the catalyst though, because yeah, yeah. he taught me profit, loss, revenue at seven. I think the big thing is mindset. When we go to the store as a kid, and your parents like, nah, you can't buy that. You can't get that. Yeah. Nah, wait, rich people. We don't like rich people. You don't need money. Money isn't everything. 
Yeah. I hear that so many times. I'm not one of those coaches that are like, oh yeah, I got money isn't everything. It's like that's that's not real. Yeah. It's not realistic on some aspect, especially if yeah. you don't have any money. And I think that's the big catalyst. Mm-hmm. I see people when they're younger, their parents are telling them because we're in a learning, we're yeah. sponge. Yeah. Their parents are saying, nah, we can't do this. Don't ever be rich. So when they're 18, 20, 21, they're like, no, mom said rich yeah. people are bad. I'm good. So I don't want to surround myself by any rich people. That's the number mm. one thing I realized is mm. when I'm coaching someone, I'm going against 23, 27 years of the wow. stuff that we're told. Like, no, you shouldn't do this. No, you shouldn't do that. Making money is actually a simple process. Keeping the money yeah. is a lot harder. That's the learning curve. Hey, that's big. All right. He already done dropped two for you so far, so I'm just going to make sure we emphasize this. Be careful what you feed to your kids mm-hmm. mentally. Because mm-hmm. as he was saying it, I could think of people, you know, luckily I was around, my parents had, you know, the entrepreneur spirit, so they were kind of moving the way they were moving. But as he's saying it, I remember a lot of people while I was growing up saying that money's not everything. Money's the, money's the root of all evil. You know what I mean? Like, money's the root of all evil. Really? These people out there doing some crazy stuff that ain't got the money, ain't related to money. Exactly. You know, so you learn all that. So be careful how you program your, your kids, your next generation, or your circle, people around. Yep. Don't program them to have that, that money is bad mentality. Teach them how to utilize money, how to create money, how to create wealth. Mm-hmm. And then, most importantly, how to manage it, how to maintain it, how to grow it. You know, that's what we need to be spending energy on instead of just, you can't afford that. You know what I mean? When they see that nice car go by, don't be like, oh, you never, that car costs more than our house. Okay, but does that mean I can never have it? No, why don't you talk to me about what I need to do, what I can do in order to put myself in a position if I had that interest. So I love it, man. I love it. That's dope. So what are some things that you've learned in the last, you know, couple years, um, you know, that you maybe weren't familiar with or weren't aware of before that has really been a game changer for where you're at mentally? Um, I would say the number one thing is don't quit, mm. right? And I'm at the point, you know, we come back from this conference, I'm, I'm, I've had appointments every single day this week. Yeah, I'm on Instagram every day. It's to the point where I said, I'm, I'm thinking about stuff. I really believe in manifestation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I first got my property, I made $10,000 because I got a grant, Right. However, I wind up sleeping on a blow-up mattress in my living room with my girlfriend. Everybody else had a room in the house. And I was like, I have to get this deal done. I'll make $50,000. I have to make it where this is a rental now. Yeah. So I took, it took, Bank said no, yeah. no. And I said, at one point, it's like, I, I have no other option. I always now to the point is, wow. I just fill all my eggs in three baskets, not six baskets. Yeah. yeah. And that way I just keep going. So I think the, the not quitting because yeah. there is a... When money is one of those things that you have to attract it. So there's always a way to attract it. If you, yeah. It's just keep going, keep going. Don't take no for an answer. Yep, literally. That's the only way to fail is to quit. Exactly. You know, like, shout out to the, to the CEOs because we just going gonna to reference it because we just got back. But look, it's either got to work or it's got to work. <laughs> like, like exactly. that's it. Simple as that. So I love that, that don't quit mindset and that mentality. I think that's super valuable. So what are what are the areas that you're in right now? What what would be your primary thing, your primary focus? And then I do want to touch on the other stuff because I know you pretty 
you're pretty versatile. Yeah, well, yeah. you you diverse. You got yeah. uh, opportunities in different areas. So I just want to touch on each one. So what would you say is your number one spot? So my number one spot and like more of my focus is I'm I'm, I'm I would consider myself an investor first. Mm -hmm. A because I can create content. B I can I'm learning different things to teach yeah. other people. So that biggest thing like right now. I'm focused on is doing deals in real estate where I'm leveraging the bank. Everything I do is to leverage the bank. They, they, the banks leverage us, so we should be leveraging them. Yeah, facts. And so right now I'm looking to get like a fourplex to basically, they call it house hacking. It's basically when you rent out one, basically both rooms in the house and you usually can get a grant. If you have a first time home buyers, that's what I'm looking for. I have a couple partners that are first time home buyers. Mm -hmm. So I have the ability to start house hacking. Someone nice. has to live in one unit, but we can house hack each room mm -hmm. In a total of possibly six bedrooms. Oh wow! In this whole you know fourplex yeah. unit, and I really want to give back. I, I you know I want to specifically look for um, people that were foster youth, but they graduated out, and be able to give them um, you know free mentorships or like matter of fact, hey, I'll give you some movie tickets if you uh, watch this credit video. Yeah. So they can say, okay, let me go. Yeah, connected, connected to. Let me get uh, you my credit up. Uh, so that's that's the big thing. Everything I'm looking at like is an investor standpoint in real estate right now and doing some Toro. Love that, love that. So so before we go to, to Toro and the other, other stuff you got mm -hmm. going, I want you to elaborate a little bit on a statement that I just heard you say, uh, which is leveraging the bank. Yeah. You know, I think people hear that term, but not necessarily understand it or know what it really means, or more importantly, even how to do it. Right. So when you say I'm leveraging the bank, Okay. They leverage us, because right. you said that. Mm -hmm. They leverage us, which we all know that. Right. How? What does it mean to leverage the bank, and how can someone apply that? Okay, so leverage the banks. That's my new hashtag on Instagram, guys. So listen, um, when I got my first home, um, I got a grant for $10,000, right? Mm -hmm. So that pit me in the deal with only having to pay about $1,500, and I was getting all these refund checks after, after everything closed. You typically get checks, but... I was in the game with $10,000 money. So now I'm with just qualifying. I had two years of income. I don't need 5,000. Most people are gonna need $5,000. Yeah. But I was able to see that grant and it was a special grant in a specific area in Vegas and I jumped on it ASAP. So I got to leverage them. I got to say, hey, I want your money, yeah. right? Yeah. Because the banks, they leverage us because they say, hey guys, go get direct deposit. Mm -hmm. Go pitch your money in your savings. We're gonna give you some money. Why would the bank why would anybody give you money? Why is banks valuable? What they're doing is they're, our money is not all in one place. Our money's technically digital, yeah. right? And if you guys try taking $30,000 out the bank, they might have you call before you go. <laughs> You're going to find out that yeah. you got to fight a little bit to get your money out. Exactly. Yeah, they're trading our money on this you know, foreign exchange, and they're making money off of us. Mm -hmm. Our money that we deposit with them, they're lending it out and making more money to become profitable. So in real estate, we like to do grants. We like to do um, you know lines of credit from the bank. Okay, I have a house. I can pull a line of credit. I pulled $50,000 out. Now I take that $50,000 and go buy real estate and cash. Mm -hmm. yep. So the whole point is, in real estate specifically, is the best way to leverage it mm -hmm. is to get bank loans. People want to like, oh, I want to pay all cash for a house. And I'm like, why all would right. you do that? Yeah. You, there's no point in doing that. You could get the money, leverage the bank, and then yeah. double. You could do so many things. Yeah. But it starts with understanding when you go look at a savings account, 
that they are, you're only getting zero 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 point one percent interest, and that's a good bank. <laughs> that's a good bank. <laughs> no, I love that, man, and that's and that's exactly it. I think you know financial literacy is something that should be stressed and taught more, but it's really not. You know, we all know that our our school system is 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 failed and hasn't really produced what it's designed to produce. So we have to do it. So conversations like this, hopefully you start triggering that thought so now you can start seeing things differently. Mm-hmm. You know what? That, damn, that does make sense. Mm-hmm. Wait, I got all this money sitting in the bank and it's just sitting there. So it's not growing. You just heard them, zero point, what? Zero point one, maybe zero, 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 one. Yeah. That's all you get in return on your money from the bank. But guess what they're doing with that money you got in that savings that you've been working so hard for? They're investing that. They're flipping it. They're making money off of your money. While you just sit there and say, hey, when I when I get 65, I'm going to have this much. When I get 95, that's not the mindset. How can you multiply that money? What can you do with that money right now to multiply, to, get, to generate more? That has to be the mindset. And that's where that leverage really comes in because you can do a lot with a little once you learn how to leverage. So what's, leverage. what's some key things, uh, you know, credit score, things like that. Mm-hmm. How do I position myself to be able to leverage the bank okay. or, or make those kind of moves on the right. real estate end? So I see a lot of people you hear, they'll talk about, okay, I'm going to help you make money. Oh, I'm going to help you do this. Where's the gap between I'm going to help you do this, I'm going to help you make money, between I need to understand the very basics. I'm the, I build the foundation of somebody, right? So it's like, if you can't manage $20, it's going to be easy for you to lose $20,000. I'm not going to tell somebody, hey, you should do this without understanding. You have to manage your money first. Yeah. The very first thing everybody should know is how much money they're spending and how much money they're making, right? Because then you're going to know how much money you can <clears throat> invest in your credit. You definitely want to have a 700 score. You want to be in the 700 club, guys. It's actually not that hard to obtain. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, again, is managing money. Don't buy stuff on your credit cards that you need. I don't. My emergency money is set aside. I don't ever use my credit card for an emergency. Yep, that's a setup. It's a setup. <laughs> they, remember, they want us to stay in the cycle of debt. Boom, yep. boom, boom, boom. So what we want to do is keep our credit to a point where we're not using it. We're using it strategically. That means first you have to manage your cash flow. Make your expenses low. Make sure you have overhead. So money coming in more than money going out. Facts. That's one of the big steps. The second is 700 credit score. Mm-hmm. And that means you guys have to be spending very, like, don't be don't spend a lot of your credit. If you have $1,000 on your credit card, you should only be spending 100 of it, really. That's good. I mean, 300 is the max, but if you're a yeah. beginner, 100, 10% yeah. of utilization. And then you get to start, that's what we're leveraging, the credit. You have to build your credit up to be able to take from it. Yeah. You can't say, I'm going to get $1,000 credit card. You go spend $1,000, your credit's going down. Yeah, it's actually going to drop. Yep. And that's the utilization, right? Yep. Utilization. Yep. And so ideally, you for sure want to be under 30%, yeah. correct? But yeah. ideally, it's 10% or less. 10%, 5% if you really want to be up there. and Because yeah. after you go from 5 you can go from 5% to 35% on your credit card and be like, oh, my credit drops. Yep, yep. So what's some, what's some strategy? I know for me personally, because I use the same principle, so I know for me, what I do a lot of times is if it's something that, you know, that I know I have the cash for, boom, I'll use the card and then pay it off literally completely, but keep it under that percentage at all times. So is that just a, a, want a form of strategy? What's the best strategy for someone that may have that 600, 650, and they trying to get to that 700 plus? 
what are some tactical things that they can do to make sure that that credit score is constantly going up? Okay, so if you have a 600 or plus, or 600 credit score, there's a couple things already I'm thinking what would be wrong. You have a collections, right? If you have a collections, you, you have to get the collection off, mm -hmm. and that's when it comes to start disputing and basically just making sure, hey, this is even mine. We Most people, 25% of the people have a discrepancy on the credit report. Mm -hmm. Collections, you guys pay your bills, payment history, those things are the biggest things that you guys need to do to just keep going. Um, but if you're in the 600s, most likely, you probably either only have one credit card or your utilization is high. Mm -hmm. So again, the biggest, one of the biggest, biggest factors is utilization. Yeah. You have to keep that under 30%, and I really caution people to even go under 10. Mm. And then second would be, um, you know, in the 600s, around probably like 640, if you're in 640, 650, you're gonna wanna get a credit card. Mm. Now, some banks will let you, so what my trick is, I like to go get people pre-approved. You go to like, let's say Capital One, you go to CapitalOne.com slash pre-approvals, mm. and you pitch your information. It doesn't pull your credit, so you don't risk, it does a soft pull, but it doesn't risk pulling your points. Mm -hmm. And that's important because now you know you're pre-approved. So now you can get the credit card. You're in 600s, a lot of people are like, I'm gonna pull my credit over and over and over and over, I'm gonna get a credit card. I'm like, nah, they ain't Kill giving you a credit card. You're making it worse. Yeah, you're making it worse. desperate as hell. Exactly, <laughs> having all those hard pulls is not is not smart because then you, you have to call and get them off. Um, so those are kind of the that's biggest nice. reasons why. And if you only have one credit card, and you're gonna have to get another one, you could also go and get a um, secured card. And that's when you're gonna give the bank $200 and then they're gonna say, okay, we're gonna give you $200 credit, credit limit, because yeah. they, don't, they don't trust you as much, right? So mm -hmm. you're giving them a deposit. Those are the biggest kind of credit cards people actually start yeah, off with. That makes sense, I love it, I love it. So y'all see, man, this young man has a lot of, a wealth of knowledge and information. And the good thing is he shares, he shared it. He giving you game right now. This is free game. You should be already taking notes. It's already some practical things that you can apply right now to help your credit score. So uh, I want to move off the credit topic. Mm -hmm. And I, I heard you earlier, you mentioned Turo yeah. as one of your things. So like I said, this young man, he's killing it, doing it all and, and growing and getting better and just developing. So talk to us about Turo. What made you, you know, get into that? Those that may not be familiar, hopefully you are. Because Turo is, is is a big deal right now. It's it's the new you know Airbnb kind of Uber kind of right in that line of of how to generate additional income by starting a Turo business. Yes. What does that look like? So the, how I got introduced to Turo, um, I somebody told me about the app, but when I went to California, I'm like, oh, I don't want to pay enterprise prices, but I want to kind of want a nicer car. So when I get to LAX. This we're looking for this shuttle and they're like they picked us up and I'm like okay this is weird because I thought they was gonna bring the car when we went to the they drove us to the parking garage yeah and this guy's like yeah you know that they had a worker work there and he was telling us that the guy owned a business so he invested in Turo one car and now he has like a whole parking garage so we oh, get wow. <laughs> like ten five minutes away from the airport by Whole Foods and they had the whole parking garage top floor there's like thirty cars. They had their own mobile detailer. <clears throat> they paid wow. rent at a Whole Foods in California. Wow. So he's probably paying like $5,000 just for that spot. Wow. So I'm like, okay, you know, I'm looking at things at my age, all the things I do big. At 18, I got my real estate license. So I'm like, 
if I'm gonna do Turo, I have to be like this yeah, guy. That's my end yeah. goal. I need to have the shuttle. Most people don't have the shuttle. Yeah, the shuttle's dope. Yeah, that's an extra up. Dope. You know, that's an upsell. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> recently, I decided, okay, I'm gonna do this. So I sold. I had a Honda Accord Sport. I had enough equity in that car on a lease, guys. On a lease, I sold it and I got five thousand dollars cash back. So I was able to get two cars on one credit pool mm. with zero down. Mm. Right. So. I'm, I will say it again because I people don't get it sometimes. Yeah, right? you might have to run that back. Yeah, you so, run that back. when you have a car lease, you have to give the car back. You're basically doing a long-term rental car, right, mm-hmm. at a dealership. Mm-hmm. So, I got a car and I'm like, man, my Honda Accord, Honda's old value. I'm, I'm going to have to pay $2,000. I had some nicks in the Rams. There's a couple fees you have to pay back. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. I literally went online. I seen something out of nowhere. It was like something car lease sell and I'm like hmm I went and like okay can I sell my car lease because I wanted to turn it in I'm yeah. like I, I'm gonna be over I need to do something yeah, with yeah, this yeah, yeah. so I seen that I'm like okay I went to CarMax and there's a shortage of cars right now yeah, right yeah. so I, they said we'll give you 24000 I said okay on. I went and looked my payoff amount the amount that I would have to pay on that car my Honda yeah. to buy it now yeah, keep it outright buy it out yep it was 19000 I said, okay, that means I had basically a week. So yeah. I'm at dealerships every single day trying yeah. to find the cheapest, um, you know, nicest car I could get, right? So I found a BMW on a demo model, yeah. which means that they drove it for a couple thousand mm-hmm. miles. Yeah. Yeah. And I got that zero down. And then I went and got a Kia zero down. Mm-hmm. So now I have two cars. And I'm going to let my mom drive one. Yeah. And then we taking her Lexus that she has. And we're going to rent that one out. Oh, wow. Uh, kind of so, put the higher end Lexus on the tour. So, zero down. I tried to tell down. y'all earlier. I don't know if y'all was listening, but I tried to tell y'all. We're doing stuff no one's doing, guys. This dude right here, man, he, he got it. He got it. He sees it different. I love it. Keep going. Go ahead. So, now I got, if we think about what did I gain, I told I told someone this. I told my girlfriend, I said, listen, in a week, I'm going to get three cars in one car. And people hear stuff like that, and they're just like. In a week, you're going to get what? I'm going to get three cars out of one car. <laughs> And they're like, I'm going to take this on there and turn it into three cars. And, I, and I'm like, okay, boom. So a lot of it's just seizing the moment. Now I'm getting information at the dealerships that they're not going to have cars for a while. So that put pressure on me. So I'm like, okay, I got the $5,000. I negotiated the, the BMW zero down. Yep. I negotiated the Kia zero down. And they were similarly priced to what I was paying mm. on the Honda lease. Oh. Like 30, 40 more bucks a month yeah. for the BMW. Yeah. But I got it zero down. I got five thousand cash to get my mom's car, that Lexus, and rent the Lexus out. <laughs> I know y'all didn't y'all caught half of that. Yeah. But you get the direction. You see what he? That's the flip. That's the flip. That's the flip. So now my goal is, and no oh one knows this. A couple people know this. My well, goal. Well, everybody's about to know now. You about yeah. to say it on this podcast? So go ahead. My goal is. To go from one car to ten cars. Yeah. There's no in between. There's no yeah. point for me. There's many people doing Toro. Yeah. But when I say I'm a financial goal, I'm getting all the profit out of this, yeah, and I'm I'm that. really leveraging the bank. So I'm gonna go mm-hmm. from this one Lexus. Yeah. And I'm gonna I have some different ways to get it to ten cars. He that's obviously don't want to share those with us yet. That's secret. That's but that's secret probably coming in, you know, later because I know he. <laughs> Mentor, coach, we got it. But go ahead. I have to be back when I have those 10 cars. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to run it. That's going to be the follow-up. I love that. So I like Turo because the biggest thing when you're leveraging stuff, if, if you bought all these cars and you're leasing them, yeah. you're still leasing it from 
BMW, yeah. which is the bank. They have the bank. Yeah. And other people are paying for it. The p- yeah. thing people I need to have understand is an asset is something that get, appreciates in value, but it also gives you money. Mm-hmm. If you live in a home, and this is going to break some people's hearts, yeah. and you, you don't do anything with it, you don't have a business in it, you don't rent it out, you can't do much with it with taxes, and it's a liability. Here's why. You're going to spend money on repairs. You're yep. going to spend, yes, it may be cheaper, but you're going to spend money on mortgage and everything else. You're not making money. As soon as, and this is IRS at the taxes, right? As soon as I rent my house out, yep. I now have my home into a business, yep. which makes me get tax incentives. Guys, cars are always going to be, cars are liabilities, but now people are able yep. to turn them into turn assets, them into assets. Yep. by having other people pay for them. That's it. So don't get into it, especially right now, when you see a lot of people moving a certain way with these cars, don't don't get fooled. Because mm-hmm. I know dudes out there that's pushing Lambos and all kind of crazy whips, but they smart. Those whips are paying them. They're not paying for those whips. Those whips are paying them. They putting cars like that on Turo, renting them out. And then, of course, when you want it for the weekend, jump in your Lambo and go, and go do your thing. So just understand, man, it's a different way of thinking. It's not just work, work, work so I can get something nice. No, work. Get something that's going to become an asset, something that's going to generate revenue for you, and then enjoy it. It all goes together, man. So I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So what um, What keeps you motivated, man? What keeps you going? Because, I mean, like I said, you're 28, right? 23. 23? Damn, I, gave me, I added five years. And it was 23. I thought he said he was 28. Damn. So that made me feel real old. Okay, so, 23. You damn near be my son. That's around up here. Yeah, for sure. All right, so 23. What? Why? Why are you? Why do you feel like you're wired different? Why do you keep doing? Because you obviously you're doing enough to where you could be chill. You could mm-hmm. be content. You could, mm-hmm. you could sit back and just tell mm-hmm. the story. Like, I did this. I got three cars on two row. I got this. You could just, you could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest drive is I grew up from a, a single mother and I watched her work crazy hours. We had money, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Again, I was selling candy at the same time and you know, all my family's from LA, so you know, there's a different lifestyle that I grew up in and understanding money, right? Understanding money, life and death is different than understanding it in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. So it was always around, but I said, I always look at stuff like, if they could do that, I could do that. I yeah. like, I'm, I was thankful for what we had because we had a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I just noticed we spent a lot. Yeah. I know at a young age that my mom had a credit card, and she's like, I, I, "I'm like, I want to buy candy." I said, "No, I'm like, mom, you have yeah. a credit card." Yeah. Now I know you, yeah. you got charged yeah. interest, yeah. but yeah. Uh, yeah. all that. But you like, okay. But I knew that it was available. So yeah. um, I think the biggest driver is the fact that I seen her work so much, and then at the end, it's like, "Well, we don't want operations manager anymore. You're fired. We're going to take your position away." Yeah. You know, she had she had no real stability because. Imagine living, having nice stuff your whole life, and then instantly, they take it away. Yeah, and no true. savings, no assets yeah. to build behind that. Expenses crazy. Expenses up. Cars, yeah. house, yeah. All, the, all the stuff that we think is what we want and why we're working. That's the middle class. Yeah. The middle yeah. class is, is, is something we're seeing now. Is yeah. I know a lot of people that unfortunately leverage too much. They, yeah. they, did, they have debt. They pay for their own stuff. Mm-hmm. No, that's it. And, and so that experience obviously has, has kind of formed you and molded you into who you are right now, mm-hmm. which I think is super dope. So what are some things that, because I know you do some coaching, right? Mm-hmm. 
what are some things that you share, you know, and you ain't got to give us all the game, but what are like kind of the topics that you start with and how do you progress somebody that may be coming in looking for you as, you know, or signed up for your coaching program, mm-hmm. but they also don't have your mindset yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they try, that's what they're trying to get to. Yeah. So what are some things that you do? How do you get them there? So the biggest thing, the very first thing that shocks everybody is when we look at their credit, we just instantly get it up. There's a simple thing on experience, experience boost. Like I said, this on my Instagram and people's credit go up. Now they have that, 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 um, yeah. dopamine like they're like okay okay this is good yeah, they feel excited yeah, now yeah, yeah. so I give them the first thing I give them is a win the second thing this is this is the what I say is a punch in the stomach because we all have to you have to be um, self aware yeah. I'm very self aware most people with their finances are like I don't know this I don't know that yeah. so I'm like get your expenses and tell me how much you spend it it probably takes them usually a couple weeks because they don't know yeah, what how, how do start? I do that yeah and this tracking, everything in life realistically is processes at the highest level. Mm-hmm. So at the very small level, we need to understand right now how much we're spending in a month, yeah. how much we're making. Yeah. And people, that's the biggest thing because mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell you to invest your money if you can't manage your money. Facts, facts. Hey, and I'm gonna tell you, I know, I know a lot of a lot of people might might have just kind of let that just kind of fly by. You know, I think it's valuable. It's it's one of the things I learned early, man. I really got lucky on it. I can't even tell you where it came from, but early, I'm talking about like 23, 21, 18, 19. I literally every single month knew where every single dollar that I earned, made, found, I knew exactly where it was at, how when it came in, where it went, if it went out. I mean, literally, I'm talking about highlighter. Bank statement at the end of the month, literally highlighting. Boom. Okay, I spent six hundred in food. Oh damn, that's a little higher than last month. Okay, detail it out. I'm telling you. And, and here's the big thing: anybody that's successful will tell you, if you can't manage the money you have right now, you definitely won't be able to handle handle more money or more opportunity. So I don't care what you make it right now. I think that's a great starting point, which is understanding your numbers. Men lie, women lie, numbers don't. What's your numbers? Because yep. that's going to help you dictate your moves, your strategy, how much, you know, what you need, how you need to move, but you have to know them. If you don't know them, you're just guessing, which, which means you're going to lose. Most people are spending more than... I'll say, no, there's a statistic. There's something that says the average American can't come up with $500. That's crazy. I'm, I get mad. Like, I yell at my, like, my clients. I yell because, listen, if you can't come up with $500... There's no way you're telling me that you can't, people can't formulate that. We just don't know that we're spending $2,000, but we're making $1,500. Well, how is that possible? Because you're using your credit cards. Because you don't have no emergency money. So when your tire pops, I've watched people have decided, do I buy food or do I buy a tire? But if I don't buy a tire, I ain't going to work. I won't have no food. Now you're stuck. Exactly. And that's not a way for people to live. You know. So another thing is I make everybody start an emergency fund. You have an emergency fund. I don't care if you're investing or anything. Yeah. People want to argue, but listen, if you have the emergency fund, like $2,000 minimum, minimum, especially if you're single, $2,000, but anybody else, you have kids, like you want money in the bank when there's a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Then all the rest of my money, you need to start investing your savings mm-hmm. into assets. Don't sit on it. <laughs> you can't save yourself to be rich. You can't. 
Most people will make a million dollars in their lifetime. Most people will not see a million dollars. They just won't. So you have to start making your money move into Turo, into Airbnbs, into people who have collectibles like Mm. cars, um, baseball cards, and stocks, right? Mm. That's the that's my thing. So I, everything I'm doing is to teach them. Okay, money management. Yeah. Now you now we're not going. You know we're gonna start the emergency fund. Mm-hmm. That's the savings. That's I guess like the insurance emergency yeah, fund, yeah, right? Yeah. And then your savings though, you have to turn these into assets. If you're not doing that, there is no. You're not gonna build wealth if you don't have assets. Straight up, that's it. That's the key. That's the recipe, man. So I really hope y'all absorbing this because it's real information that you can apply. This is what it's about. So what I want to ask, because you 23 and connected, mm-hmm. you know, you connected to how things are moving, connected to kind of the flow of business, mm-hmm. the flow of money, mm-hmm. you know, the currency of money. You got that. What else is out there? What else are you seeing out there that's that's creating this big opportunity? You know, that maybe you've already touched or maybe you just kind of got it on your radar. Is okay. there anything else that's coming up? I know you just mentioned like Airbnb. I know there's people that are doing some stuff with that right now. Airbnb is good. I don't even think Airbnb. See, a lot of people will say like there's every like supply and demand, right? Mm -hmm. So, what? How much stuff do I have? What's the the demand for it, right? People will say, well, there's there's too many of us. It's called oversaturation. So they'll say that with Airbnb, but there's not. You just have everything I do. A lot of the stuff I do is I get information from other people, right, and online, and then I say, how am I going to do this better? Like the whole Honda thing, mm-hmm. the $5,000, that was, that was just a win. Yeah. But I switched and said, I need two cars now because I need to make some money, more money. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So Airbnb is a good thing. Um, if you guys are on social media, see, biz, having a business, right? You're a business owner. That's an asset, right? Especially if it's running without you. That's the true asset. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are on social media already and you have followers, that's when you guys can start monetizing. That's not going to go away. I really think cryptocurrency in the yeah. long term, not what everybody's doing, like buying and selling quick. In the long term, yeah. blockchain technology, the actual transferring files is just faster and more secure. Yeah. That's going to, in my opinion, it's going to be adopted first yeah. in sectors like real estate. I want to transfer files to you. I don't want to hire a bunch of yeah. legal people. Middle people. To, yeah. Yep. It's secure. I'm just going to transfer you the files yep. and, and that's it. So... I would definitely be on lookout for cryptocurrencies that yeah. are, or yeah, cryptocurrencies that are backed by like moving files, like Filecoin. That's mm-hmm. something I'm invested in. Love it. No, that's dope. No, I love that. I love it. So, looking back, we just met recently. Mm-hmm. We met at the at the CEO conference, the mm-hmm. Formula Conference mm-hmm. uh, in Atlanta. Yeah. What are some of the takeaways? From that event, because I, I really walked away with a lot of information, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of, you know, things that I could apply right now. Actual, not just hype. It wasn't just motivation. Yeah, it wasn't nah. just music and <laughs> everybody jumping around. We did have to stand up like 600 times. Yeah. About yeah, 650 was, times we yeah, had to stand up. But it was a lot of information, like tangible things. Mm-hmm. I mean, my notes are full. So I'm curious to see, because you know how it is. We both at the same event. We absorbing the same information. But I'm always curious as to what other people get out of the same information that I heard yeah. in comparison. So what are some yeah. takeaways from that, so, that event? So the biggest thing I learned is like one of them said, it's, it's not how you do anything is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. And I looked at myself and I said, okay, let's look. Because I had to teach my, 
all the boring stuff that they say to get rich, consistency, discipline, da 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 da, that y'all don't want to hear. I'm 23 years old. I'm telling you guys, I had to teach myself this. You have to. You it's have to. You have to. It's real. So I looked at that and said, okay, where am I lacking? So I have someone that personally trains me, and I said, okay. When we got back, I'm like, boom, I have to be 110% in at working out because that's what right there yep. helps me do other things, yep. that mindset. So now I'm like, I can't shortcut this. If I shortcut this, then I shortcut everything. Yep. And it's true. If you just look in your life and say, well, how am I as a person? And then you look at how do I do this one thing? Yep. It's typically how you do everything. It's consistent. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things. I love that one. And, and that is real, man. And it's a couple key things that you touched on that I don't want to let them just fly by too fast. So how you do anything is how you do everything. That's your relationships. That's how you communicate with your family. Mm -hmm. That's your circle of people, your influence, the people you're around. All of that plays into that. All of it plays a role in how you do it. And at the end of the day, you need to have that understanding. And then those key words that he mentioned, the discipline. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The dedication. You know, all that, these are real things. These are tried and true. Like, there's no question. You are not going to ever maximize your your opportunities. You're not going to maximize your potential if you don't create discipline, if you don't have structure, if you don't have a, a real grip on your finances, your expenses. You have to have that if you want to get to the next level. So I just didn't want everybody yeah, to just kind of let that brush. And then the last one, that he touched on, because this is something that I've been doing for years, and I'm, I'm glad to hear him say it, is this. Working out was a thing, right? That was a thing that he's like, I need work in this area. I need to be able to train. I need to be committed 100% to my body, my health. Because at the end of the day, when you're able to fight a battle like that and stay consistent, it makes everything else easier. Like, people always ask, like, why I train so hard? If you follow me on IG, you know I'm training every day, doing all kind of crazy stuff. But I do it because I want to push myself to that limit. I want to put myself through that pain. Mm -hmm. So that way, when I enter the real world, I'm ready. There's nothing you can tell me. I'm already trained for war. Yeah. How are you going to affect me, mentally and physically? Yeah. You know, so I just didn't want people to miss those key golden nuggets that, that you just that's dropped. It. That's it. That's it's, the biggest. There's no way I was going to let them just, all right, cool. Let's it's see what he says next. Because, like, when I came back, and I'm like, I'm always looking, you know, I'm an analytical person. So I'm looking at, okay, where did I mess up? I read, I, I write contracts and stuff. So I have to overanalyze sometimes. And I'm like, no, I need to do this. Because so, sometimes, if I'm in money mode, yeah. I may not be in creation mode. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to do the videos. Now it's like, no, that is something else. It doesn't matter because I may not like it as much as making money or it comes harder. I need to constantly keep pushing myself in all areas. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, like, you know, I was thinking about this after I went to the conference yeah. and I'm helping one of the kids that were sitting next to me get a credit card while we were there. Um, I am one of those coaches at this point now. It's like I'm helping people unlearn all the stuff that we're actually taught, which isn't real stuff. It's, yeah. it's a system that's mm -hmm. made to keep people in certain yeah. areas. And For now sure. it's like to me, you know, growing up finances was something like life and death. Yeah. So when I talk to somebody, I give them game, it's like I'm saving your financial life because you have to have money in this yeah. world Period. to to be alive or you're not mm -hmm. buying no food, right? So to me, I look at the financial aspect as yeah. like we're at war. Some people are like, no, I don't want to talk about finance. I'm sitting at the conference. This guy don't know me from anybody in the world. Yeah. He pulled his credit right up. I need to know your credit. I need to know all your business so I can help you. Yeah. 
And I think being transparency mm-hmm. with your finances, with your spouse, that's a big thing if you have a spouse or your kids. Your kids mm-hmm. should hear you talking about finances. They shouldn't hear you guys be like, oh no, we're not going to talk about finances. Oh, oh, we can't afford this. Yeah, we can't afford this. Explain why? why? What's going on? Exactly. Yeah, or good. why? Like, that's the big thing. Because everything is at the youngest level. If we were all taught at the youngest level till seven years old, yeah. if if I taught if I if I had a kid, right, and I'm teaching them and they just see me, they not even I'm not even specifically teaching them, they see me doing entrepreneur stuff, the chances of me them being more successful is higher. Yeah, for sure. Without me even telling them something. For sure, for sure. Love it, love it. So I want I want to sh- um, switch gears a little bit because mm-hmm. you just touched on on the next subject that I actually want to uh, discuss, which is social media. Okay. You know, in the term, in the sense of branding mm-hmm. and and uh, generating revenue, and you know, just because obviously at twenty three, so it's natural for people to say, "Oh, he's twenty three." Social media—that's what he does. You know what I mean? Like that's just part of it. Yeah. But what are the benefits? Because I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are going to come across this. There's some athletes that are going to come across this because I like to educate my athletes and entrepreneurs with the same information yes, it's, it's because same it, it really is the same stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so when it comes to building a brand, uh, putting yourself in a position, creating what we like to use, the word omnipresence to where people know you and the more they know you, the more they can flow you, the more they can bring business, the more right. networking, the more opportunity. Right. So how... How has social media helped you and what is that tool? What does that tool mean for you? So I think social media has helped me um, understand the, I would call them the laws of the universe. And people, some people understand, some people don't. Um, one of the laws of the universe is what we give is what we give back. But we, we, we learn this when we're younger, right? Treat people how you want to be treated. So the more value I give, the more value I give back, right? Yeah. Because I was always the smartest guy around me. I was the one talking. I was the one saying, guys, let's do this. Tell my family, let's do this. Everything yeah. I do, I involve my family. So it's like, oh, D's going to do that? We're going to get paid. That's yeah. it. They, they just wait in. now. Yeah, they in. They believe now. That's what you need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, but it's the biggest thing is, I give people value on flipping exotic sodas. If anybody, no one knows what that is. But I, all these little things, and it helped me get customers, believe it or not. People are like, oh, you know what? You sell exotic sodas? I want to buy from you. I don't even have a store to buy those in my area. Okay, cool. I'll send you some. But it let, let me be more comfortable receiving value from people. I get value. I drop three videos a day across platforms, and now I'm attracting more value to me. That's big. So the big thing is, what do I want? If I want value, I got to give it. Mm. What do I want? I want money. I got to give it. I got to pay somebody to teach me something. Hold on. I hope y'all listening. Okay, go ahead. Right? And then another thing, like those are, that's how you do it. People think like, and when they have money, they're like, oh, you know what? I don't want to give it. Mm-hmm. Give your last dollar. I guarantee you will come back, especially because you're doing it being a, a, as a good person. Mm-hmm. So I use social media. Like, honestly, it was just like that. But I realized that I finally found people like me because mm-hmm. when I'm using hashtags and somebody shares my stuff, they're like, wait, he did that? How mm-hmm. did you do that? I want to yeah. know how to do that. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing to me is I, I, I develop relationships. There's somebody that I talk to. He lives in uh, North Carolina. I talk to him almost every single day or South Carolina, every single day. And he's talking about building brands and we talk about investing. We help each other. We get free information. You guys, there's there's nothing more powerful than this, you know, this phone and this social media. 100%. That's where the world's going. We're, we're still early. Like 10 years from now, if you're a business, you have to have a social media because the organic 
reach, right? So if I if we talking right now, someone sees this, they share it, and then they share it, and then it's organic because now if you look about everybody's on their phone, but what are we doing? I get videos, people send me funny videos, people yeah. send me educational yeah. videos, and Every because day. Because I like you, or I know you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. I'm checking it up. Yeah, you can't. 100%. It's that best marketing tool, mm -hmm. and it's one of the most. I think it's still un, very un, underutilized. Yeah, there's some people, uh, some businesses that don't think that they can fit in the realm. Right? I'm teaching finances, but when I get on there, you may just see me flipping sodas. They're like, what is this guy yeah, doing? What, I thought he was doing. Like, and that's the. But I'm still teaching the supply yeah. and the demand. It's like. People, there's no industry that you cannot use social media. There's dentists, real estate. Even if you're a lawyer, they be making crazy videos now on TikTok. Yeah, oh yeah, they go in. Yeah, <laughs> they go in. And, and that's the thing. And I think a lot of business owners out there that may have, you know, kind of like myself, where we started our business, you know, more what would be considered traditional business, you know, old school marketing and mm -hmm. magazines and mm -hmm. billboards and all the stuff that, is irrelevant today, mm -hmm. but was valuable then, I think they struggle to kind of cross over into the social media world or they look at it as, oh, that's for my kids or that's for this, but not understanding that that's the way of the world. That's where it's at. It, it just is what it is. is. Did, did it happen? No. Either you're going to adjust or you're going to die. I mean, it's up to you how you want to do it. Yeah. So what would be like a good entry point like for like a business owner, entrepreneur, um, you know, that may have just started their business and they know they need a presence, but they're just not comfortable on social every day or or maybe they're still working that full-time job so they don't really have the time necessarily. What are some two or three things they can do just to initiate, just to kind of get it started? Okay, so let's, let's there's like LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. We're just going to stick with those. Okay, so really like if you're a business owner and you're a little bit more conservative, LinkedIn is one of the best places to start yeah. and get just reading comedy a couple times throughout the day letting people know you're there because all of these um, social medias have an algorithm where they're just basically it's a point system they want to make sure that you're engaged yeah. and if you're engaged other people are engaged which keeps them on their phone they're making money so we have to bring the presence so we have to not only talk to other people, comment yeah. and conversate, but we have to get people to conversate and talk to us. Yeah. That's so that's the easiest step. Just get on, start commenting. And I there's a couple ways you can do it. You can either give entertainment or you have to give education, right? And they could come in many forms of entertainment. You can be a model, education, you know, you can do even funny educational videos. Um, but you guys have to start. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. People are not starting; they're judging it. They're saying, "What's the ROI, return on investment <laughs> for social media?" I'm like, "Infinity," because yeah. you don't know what it could bring you. Exactly. So you have to get on social media. Start. I, Facebook is easy. Most people are on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. But good. TikTok, you guys are underutilizing. Like people think, "Oh, TikTok's for the younger crowd." No, it's for all yeah, of us. Yeah. They have a good algorithm. Yeah. Everybody's on TikTok. Yep. Just follow the people. Yep. He's right. I just started mine, so follow me on TikTok. Shout out to everybody that's <laughs> on go. TikTok. I just started, man, and I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's probably the one that I'm the most reluctant with because yeah. it does feel like it's the younger one. Mm -hmm. It does, you know, everybody that you see on there is dancing or doing the new dance, and that ain't really necessarily me. You know, I have a little fun, but I'm not... I'm not about to be doing all the dances I don't do five times a week. I'll buy stuff. You know, <laughs> so what I'm doing right now, which I think is smart for a lot of business owners that see TikTok but don't really see it for them, just figure out what your comfort zone is 
and then just be consistent in posting how you want, how you're comfortable posting. Yeah. You know, so now I'll, I'll post like a couple workout videos. But since it's TikTok, I'll have fun. I'll speed them up and throw some cool music on it. Throw a couple titles on there. It's still me. It's still working out. It's yeah. the same video probably that I posted on YouTube or something. But just when you speed it up and add a little graphic and add some cool music, now it becomes more of a TikTok type of video. Yeah. So you can keep it simple. So don't just run from it. Don't be in denial. Mm -hmm. And especially don't close your eyes and act like it doesn't exist. Because I'm telling you, the, the world is moving through social. The CEO conference. Mm -hmm. That was all built on social media. That was crazy. They put two over 2,000 people in a room. Through social media, basically. And watch us go crazy, reposting, which they're reposting. Literally. Making more followers, pushing the algorithm. Guys, you guys have to, um, when you start, the process really is like, okay, the algorithm, right? This algorithm. TikTok is good. Anything like that. Who cares? What, I don't make content for everybody to watch and go, oh my gosh, this, oh my gosh, that. Back in the day, I only posted pictures. But when I came in the game, I said, I'm not going to do one thing and I'm just not going to lie to people. I'm going to make content I like. Mm -hmm. The market is going to attract the people, right? You may not. It took me, I mean, on TikTok, it was a little bit easier because I did a, a quick video. I sold a video and the videos that you don't think yeah. they're going to do something yeah. give you 5,000 followers. So I'm at 8,000 followers on TikTok basically because of two videos yeah. that I would that was six seconds, and that was on my phone for five months. Yeah, that you wouldn't even think. You was just like, just throw them up there. Post it, put some music, and they said, how are you doing that? Right? So since I'm in the educational area, the there's going to be less people that want to watch educational videos. That's fine. Yeah. 8,000 is cool. You know? And I think that's one of the bigger things. People yeah. are like, I don't know if I'm going to come off right. You make It's too serious. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, make a hundred, if I, I make 100 videos in a day. Yeah. In a day. Because I make one cut. Do I, my hair's not do it doesn't matter because mm -hmm. I'm just giving the value and then I'm back yeah. to making money yep yeah. and, and don't judge it yeah just, don't just do it. it throw it out there and let it be throw it out there and let it be so no I love it man I love it so let me ask you this where you 23 uh -huh. almost said 28 again I'm trying to make him old no, don't do that don't I'm do trying that. to add these five years one people way usually think I'm like 18 so yeah. that's, I did because over the weekend I was like what are you about 19 <laughs> <laughs> so now at 23 uh -huh. Fast forward, 30 years old. Okay. What does your life look like? Okay, so um, since I'm the youngest out of all my siblings, I, I, I one of my goals is at 30 to be the most, uh, making the most money out of all of us. Okay, so higher earner. Um, I definitely want to have at least 30 apartment actual units. Mm -hmm. So 30 of those. And at this point, you know, I, I do a lot of personal mentorship, so I definitely be charging a higher price, but I really want to be working with entrepreneurs that mm. are like, okay, I have my business, but I want to take it to the next level, yeah. you know, and that's where I want to be. I like meetings. I like yeah. having this. I, yeah. I, this I will do for the rest of my life because I could do it. I've been doing it since I was yeah. 15. Yep. So that's going to be another thing. Um, and I don't like, I don't have any goals. Like people are like, I want to retire at 30 and my. I don't want to. I love this. This is my hobby. Yeah. Right? This is my actual hobby. People go to work and are entrepreneurs, but this is my hobby. I do it every day. So that's one of the bigger things. And um, at that point, I definitely will be wanting to start the process mm -hmm. of getting a foundation, which is a nonprofit organization. And the reason why I want a foundation specifically is because that's designed to live forever past me and the reason why is I have to have a board of directors 
If I have a board of directors, that means nobody can take all the money out of my business. You have a business and you have family with it. Somebody can take the money out if you're not yeah. no, no longer around. So my big goal is to have something like that. So my movement That's the legacy. is going past it. And I new board of directors. Boom, boom. Love it. So that's what I think. It would, that that's that's gonna happen. That's the plan. I'll probably have a. I have to have at least a, you know, probably like thirty Toro cars. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Lot. No, that is dope, man. I think that's that's perfect. Yeah. So so where I want to go now, uh, you know, we'll. I just, I just need you for a couple more minutes. Mm-hmm. I just got a couple little things I want to touch on. So looking forward like you just mentioned i love the the legacy concept is what i call it it's like how do you leave a legacy mm-hmm. and that's where that that nonprofit or that foundation comes in mm-hmm. uh i really feel like you are very passionate about the coaching and mentoring and that side of it yeah. so i know you're going to do very well in that what is it that what is what area do you feel like okay i'm here right now in order to get to here which is 30 what are some things that you feel like you need to improve on or adjust okay. or focus on in order to make sure you hit those targets that we just talked about? I decided when I got back that some people that are around me are not going to the next level with me. Ooh. Let me tell you guys this right now. You, hold on. Say that again. Some people that are around me, they're not going to the next level. I already know who it is. And they can't, and, the, and it's all right, right? It's all right. They're probably not watching this. Are they, are they yeah, they're this? not. They're not watching. They're not gonna watch. They're this. not the so, type that's gonna so watch we just, this. So we, we can good. say it. We good. We good. Ahead. So um, that's the biggest thing people do. We hold on to people. We're yeah. we're here, but I know that I'm here on this earth, in my opinion, to help people understand that finances at some level is some sort of war. We are in a financial yeah. war, and that you need to be. Right, because this can set you up. One person, a millionaire or a billionaire, can set somebody up for five, ten generations. Literally. And if you want to be the one, you can't come in like, oh, yeah, I want to be rich. Nah, you don't want to be rich. Yeah. You, you don't really want to put that work in. So that's number one, because I held on to people too long. Um, so, And I think another thing would be... Um, and this is what I'm learning now. Even when it's painful, like, you know, my trainer says, you know, you got to push through the burn because now you're breaking, you're ripping through your muscle. Now you got to, right, you got to really push. That matters more than the first two, three reps. So now I learn how to get my mind there. Yeah. So in business, you know, I had a problem today where it's like, okay, well, this deal might not close. The deal was supposed to close. The paperwork signed. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. So I, instead of getting upset and doing this, I just said, okay, you know what? Let me just go through the process, not yeah. assume, not be negative. And let's just see. I called him up and said, look, are you in the business of making money? Yes or no? And he said, I am. I said, well, here's what I think we could do. And what do you think? And he said, okay, let me try those. I'm giving them advice. You just got to run the play. Yeah, straight up. So I I think those two. And then the third thing is not set my vision too low. Ooh, that was a bar. Bad drop. (laughs) You know what my boy say? EYS? (laughs) EYS? Bad drop. No. Hey, that was dope right there. Run that back. Whoa. So I, the reason why, like, we don't want to set our goals too low. And the reason why is, say if I, like, specifically last year, I wanted to hit six figures. Okay? Mm-hmm. Last year was my first six-figure year. And I'm like, I want to hit six figures. I wrote the number down. Mm-hmm. I told my brother, I'm going to make this amount of money. I'm mm-hmm. telling everybody. I'm pinning yep. in the universe. But I, I don't just pin in the universe and go watch TV. I start to work. I start mm-hmm. to work. I made that amount. So realistically, this year I said, 
Yeah. It has to be five times in amount. But I didn't give up. It didn't happen until the end of November. Yeah. I only made like maybe fifty, and I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm, I need I need sixty seventy five. Yeah. So I got it in the end of November, and it closed in December. Mm. If I would have gave up, I wouldn't yeah, have man, truly man. did the compound effect. You guys have to keep pushing and keep pushing. Love so. It. Love it. Those are the biggest things that I think I'm going to um, double down on. Yeah. No, I think those are great. Those are three. And that last one is awesome because I think naturally sometimes we will set the bar too low. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's we don't want to fail or maybe we just simply not thinking big enough. You know what I mean? A lot of, For a lot of us, and it sounds like you, you as well, we're the first ones that's really going after it like this. Yeah, exactly. Not that people before us didn't go after it. But we are the first ones, let me say that, with the mindset and in the position and placed in the right moment with this social media. Yeah, season the moment. You see what I'm saying? The so even if you had, you know, the generation before you that had the same spirit that we have, did they have the same opportunity? Probably not. Mm -hmm. Probably not. Time so right so I, I love the fact that, that you've pinpointed a couple things that you want to improve on and, and change and continue to develop. So you can reach your full potential. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. So as we uh, kind of start to land the plane, I need a couple things. What are some takeaways that you would want to leave one of your students, okay. uh, someone that you're, that's in your coaching program, mm -hmm. someone that you're mentoring? If this was the call, you're mentoring them, what's the two or three things that you want to leave them with? To set them up for success, if you knew this is my last opportunity, I'm gonna drop some dimes and then they gotta go do their thing. That this whole financial thing that I'm talking about is just a will. You get money, I don't care how y'all get it, whatever income that's you, right? Get the money, you put it in your savings account and you buy assets. Again, stocks, bonds, gold, physical gold, physical silver, homes that you rent out, cars that you rent out, guys. That is the blueprint to actual wealth. Now, how you get there will be different for everybody. What assets you buy, maybe even collectibles, you have to understand the only way you'll really truly be wealthy is if you get assets. Mm -hmm. So make your income. Start now, right? And then the second thing would be the laws of money, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people walk around and they're like, I don't need money. I have somebody that says that all day. And I laugh. I said, you know what? I watched you lose three deals in one year because you said you don't need don't money, money every single day. You need money. Yeah. You don't, you know, it may not make you happy, yeah. but you need money if can't you want be, something. Can't be in denial. Right? Can't be in denial. The spades are spades. Yeah, we need money. So that's the, that law of money is that's, the biggest that's thing. That's a good one. And I, that would go to another part of you got to give money to people too. Mm -hmm. And I won't say just blindly giving, but causes, right? People yeah. want to do business with their friends and not pay them. Guys, pay people. Yeah. Because the money, I guarantee you, I know it's a crazy thing people think, but it will come back, and it usually yeah. comes back and more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and the third thing, guys, spending plan. I changed it because savings mm -hmm. savings sounds boring. I don't even yeah, like saying saving savings. plan. You're like, so basically, I can't do nothing. Yeah. I'm just putting the money over there. Yeah, that's not <laughs> fun, right? And we want to spend money. I love spending money. I yeah. spend money probably every day, but yeah. I love spending money on a $2 soda that I can sell for $10. So now I know if I buy 20 sodas, Boom, I'm good. I 10 times or five times my profit. Guys, get in the habit of understanding your spending plan. What you make, 
what you spend in the first, you know, in the months, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Because that gap between those, that's when you can start getting money to invest in assets. What else you want us to say? <laughs> this young man has dropped so much knowledge and information on this particular episode. There's no way you shouldn't have to rewatch this. Grab your notebook out. Mm-hmm. Write it down. We didn't cover it all. We done went from financial literacy in the beginning to leveraging the bank to Toro to real estate deals to, I mean, we just covered it all. And so I just want to encourage you guys to follow this man Watch this journey. He's got seven years till this 30. I want you to follow the journey. So what's the best way? What's the easiest way for people to follow you? So you guys can follow me on Instagram, which is at Elevate Now Brands. And that's brands with the S at the end. And also on TikTok at Elevate Now underscore. Guys, I'm dropping gems all the time. And hashtag leverage the banks. Hashtag leverage the bank. Hey, make sure y'all tap in. Make sure y'all tap in. So I want to say thank you for spending some time and hanging out, man. I know we're going to stay connected. And we're going to do some business together. That's one that we didn't touch on, man. Partnerships. Find people that's like-minded, that's on the same mission as you, and partner with them. Figure out ways so everybody can win. That's how you do it. Multiply, duplicate, keep going, keep going. So we're going to do it, man. So I want to say thank y'all for watching the Embrace the Process Athlete and Entrepreneur Podcast. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe now. And once you subscribe, I need you to share this with at least three people. Share it with three people that you know need to hear it. Three that you know are going to listen, absorb it, take the information, and run with it. That's who I want you to share it with. Outside of that, we'll see you on the next one. Appreciate you. Thanks, fam. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it, man. That was dope. That was A lot of good info. A lot of good info.